Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. And a good morning uh, to all, one and all. Well, well, never mind. Susan, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. How are my dulcet tones? They sound good this morning, actually. So far, oh, good. Yeah, so far I sound relatively okay too. I don't know what's okay. going on, but uh, there you go. Well, I know what's happening with me. Uh, Ernie helpfully woke me up at 3.30, so I've been ready and waiting. Well, that's interesting because I've been up since 3.30, too. Of course, that's not the same 3.30, but, yeah, just totally wide awake. So I'll probably <laughs> I'll probably crash midway through the show. Oh, God. <laughs> and, I, you know, I just read this quote. Well, where, where was that? Um, because I usually sleep okay, and I think you do too. But yeah. here is Iris Murdoch, uh, the, the novelist, saying, There is a gulf fixed between those who can sleep and those who cannot. It is one of the great divisions of the human race. Y- you know what? I cannot. Are we off again? What happened? Our, our little technical yeah. thing here is going crazy. Um, I really feel for people who literally cannot sleep, and I know they're they're out there. That would be torture. Really. It is torture because you're just lying there, I mean, with your mind going nuts. I know. But I would... I, I, I mean, don't. on the nights that it happens to me, I'm actually sort of good at just lying there, you yeah. know, and trying not to think about anything. Right, right. Because, I mean, the minute you start stressing about it, you're dead. So... Right. Yeah, I just sort of accepted it. I I ended up uh, I I ended up reading the Wall Street Journal and and taking care of some email and then and then I think nodding off for about uh, forty five minutes or so. But uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm I feel out of it now. If you want to know the truth. Anyway, <laughs> there's stuff to talk about. I uh, I want to. Oof! I almost choked. Um. He's just not worth it. Those are the words. What were those words? I don't understand those words. Well, I... Is, is, is not the country worth it? It's not about him. It's about the country. Well... I it, think that accent is on the wrong syllable. Um... I mean, I understand your concerns. I share them. I I, I share those same concerns. Yeah. I'm worried about what happens if and when he loses the election. I, I think the person I, I've been worried about this since day one, and every time I hear someone on the on that uh, idiot box say what I've been thinking, it scares the crap out of me. So uh, you know, this guy's uh, oh, it was Michael Cohen. It was Michael Cohen that says if you expect to see an orderly transfer of power, right? You're right. nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um. I, you know, if if he were any other man, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, we've never seen so many impeachable crimes. I mean, they come at uh, fast and furiously. But I understand her reticence um, because because it could. He should have been gone by now. Well, first of all, here here are the two things. It's an empty gesture, ultimately, right. if the impeachment right. does not result in conviction, which it, right. yes, and, and, and it will not, given the makeup of the Senate. Um, so why the empty exercise? We needn't worry that he'll go down in history as the most loathsome uh, and ill-equipped human being to ever occupy the White House. But it won't be any quicker than the 2020 election, I don't think. No, it won't. It won't. So what is... I mean, you know, I'll be... You know, I agree. There's no real point. And as long as they keep torturing him, I'm fine with it. 
I want them to get some work done, and I want them to keep torturing him. I want them to make him as, I want them to give him diarrhea. I want him miserable. That's all. You know, let me me digress for a second. I went to see Simon Wiesenthal, uh, um, Nazi Nazi Hunter. Hunter. Oh, and Susan, I mean, so I want to just. And I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Okay, thank you. It'll be in Pittsburgh for, for three days, lots of shows. I absolutely recommend it. It is a good 90 minutes exactly, no intermission, of really good theater. Uh, beautifully written, really nicely performed. But what, in the end, what he was doing, because he he was he had twenty two thousand folks he was looking for. Wait, he only found five percent of them. Okay, si- Simon Wiesenthal was had a list had a list of twenty two thousand Nazis he wanted to bring to justice, and he only war managed, criminals. Yeah. And he, and he only got a thousand, some of them. Um, and anyway, but what he what he did accomplish was making sure that none of them, none of them, slept, spent a restful night for the rest of their lives. That's because true. he was out there chasing them. That's and that's true. what I want us to do to Trump. This wasn't really a. <laughs> That's what I I want to Wiesenthal him. <laughs> I think he's so he's so unlike a normal human being that I don't I don't know that we can. First of all, he doesn't sleep much anyway. We understand, right? That could have to do with all that Adderall. Somewhat with all the Adderall, he's he's snorting, as far as we understand. Um, I I don't know. Um, I understand her point, and I, he, the problem is, again, make, doing anything that might create sympathy for him. And I guess they're concerned because of, you know, what happened when the Republicans went after Clinton. Man, I mean, who would have thought he'd not only emerge from that with a higher approval rating, but that he, in fact, would win re-election. And he did because the country was disgusted by the spectacle of Republicans coming at him. Now, give, now obviously, they were coming at him for having a sexual relationship with Monica Lewinsky and lying about it, which does not rise to anywhere near. No, and, and at the same time, the country economically and in just about every other way was doing really, really well. well, And people didn't want to mess that up either. Not illusory gains, not some people doing well and other people struggling and paying for the other people who are doing well. Everybody was was growing majorly. But I really think, Susan, that when they put uh, impeachment in the Constitution, they were thinking about a president like this. Well, who else? Right. Consorting with the enemy, doing the bidding of the enemy, um, in for his own gain. I mean, did you you read the article about about, uh, Mrs. Yang? And uh, the the yeah. the erstwhile owner of the massage spa parlor where, who sells where access to Mar-a-Lago, right? The Chinese businessman to Trump. I mean, no, I that alone, I any one of these things would have brought down the last every president. I, but he, I don't I don't understand where we are. I don't understand how half of the of the people, or more than half of the Senate, is willing to prop this monster up. And I want to know who else can we bring down? How many other people can we punish for breaking our country? Because I'm really pissed off. <laughs> well, if you're going to do uh, take down Trump. The guy I'd like to go after, and I don't know if there's any way to do it. The guy who needs to, uh, who needs to be taken McConnell. down 
Mr. Street naked. Mitch McConnell. Yeah, McConnell gets marched through the streets naked. Oh, now that's punishing the country. That is not punishing. Well, we don't have to look. Well. <laughs> well. I want. I know. I'm just. You know, that's metaphorically speaking. I. I just. I. I want revenge in the most. Uh, but Susan, you know, if you sat through Wiesenthal, you know way. that that's not what motivated him. Justice. <laughs> well, not just a revenge. little bit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Michelle Goldberg uh, talking about this uh, this this massage parlor owner selling, you know, making money, uh, getting Chinese business people into Mar-a-Lago and in to see the president, and then can you imagine? There she is. She can jowl with the president. Uh, the the day, uh, I mean, watching the Super Bowl after Kraft had been pleasured in her in her former uh, place. Oh no, no, no! Fake news. She sold that particular parlor. Yes, she sold the particular parlor, but it was already uh, had the attention of cops uh, when she owned it as a place of um, illicit sexual activity. So there is this scumbag. You've got so many violations of the Constitution going on right there at a Super Bowl party with the president. Um, and we don't live in a normal time because that no. would, I mean, under normal circumstances, formal, right. be... be and, and because there's a tsunami of this kind of thing with Trump, we don't even respond. Bond to it. I, did, I haven't talked about there that yet. There is no security. There no. is no more security. Well, there is no national security. Build a wall. Get rid of the president. That's right, the right. deal. That's, that is, that is true. That is true. The big, biggest threat to our national security is sitting in the goddamn White House. And, I mean, there is no doubt about it. In fact, uh, Michelle Goldberg talking about this said... Uh, today, news that the owner of a chain of dubious massage parlors was broker brokering foreign access to the President of the United States has the potential to be a sex scandal, an intelligence scandal, and a financial scandal all at once. And there are profound He's such national a talented security guys. What? What? He's such a talented guy. Trump hits the trifecta of, of felonies. And not only that, Mother Jones has, uh, has reported that this woman also has membership in two groups uh, here in the United States that are tied to the Chinese government. So everything she knows and knew and, and her access, the Chinese government was very well uh, aware of. Um, it's beyond belief. It's it's really beyond belief. You so, know, in in the in the nineteen, you know, in the the old spy movies where they send in Mata Hari because men are so stupid that they'll tell national secrets while they're screwing some broad. Okay, so there it is. <laughs> they try every, you know. The Chinese, I mean, the Saudis, you know, it's the like Russians. Page one of they, the spy book. I know. Ugh. It's it's really mind-boggling. So I understand, and maybe you know Pelosi. This started with her saying, you know, he's just not worth it. In a way, that might be Pelosi just trolling him. I mean, what a well, thing I'm, to well, say. Well, I'm sure that's part of it, and and but but the rest of it is, yeah. uh, and and in this, I absolutely you know think she's right. In any normal circumstances, where um, I, you know the gravitational pull was still exerting on the Earth, he would have been gone. Any one of these things would right. have disappeared. Every single president before him. Right. There is a concerted effort to prop this man up and keep him there, such that I'm beginning to wonder who else 
is working for foreign governments. Oh, wow. I think they're I just mean, working really, for themselves. I think, think this, about is, it. this is about the Republicans thing, that sticking with him. This they're is, only thinking about themselves. But if they're so yeah. stupid as to not understand that they're only thinking about themselves, is tantamount to working for foreign governments in this case. I need duh. Well, if the Mueller report comes out, and and it will soon. Well, apparently. it will come out. And don't you get the impression <laughs> that Pelosi might have some sense of what might be in it? I think she's trying. If there's no slam dunk case where the president is clearly colluding, um, she probably doesn't want to do this because there's no. She doesn't want to do it. She and everybody is going to be disappointed, Lynn. People are going to be disappointed because. Mueller was limited to a very narrow thing, and all this other stuff that's flying out of there well, um, is flying out of there because it's not within his purview. Yeah, but those federal uh, prosecutors and the AG in New York, uh, you know, Southern District of New that's York. Fine. And I the mean, AG, that's fine. They'll one get of the him. They that, will get him on all kinds of stuff. I didn't say that Mueller wasn't handing them the info. I'm saying that it's not in his report. No, I agree. And of course, the uh, we're told we might not even see his report, no, which is so I, unbelievable. So unbelievable. We will. So I'm sure this is going to be a lot of howling, and I've already seen tons of the howling about uh, what she said because there is such an appetite to get this guy, to get this scum. Um, but. If it's going to ultimately harm our chances of winning in 2020, you don't do it. The thing is, that's a judgment call. I don't know. You don't want to create sympathy for him. And you also don't want to be able to, to have it ultimately be an empty gesture, as it turned no. out to be with Clinton. Yeah, a hollow threat. Yeah. So... I don't know. And yet, was there was never a president more impeachable, worthy of it, than this, and that we oh, don't. Oh, just it's just it's like a it's it's like a <laughs> you don't even have to present evidence. It's it's just well, there. Um, unfortunately, though, you do. So I don't know. I know. I. So did you hear about the identical twins where one's a boy and one's a girl? No. How can they be identical? Aha. Well, it's a very rare thing, and it's called Sizegological uh, Twins, something or other. Okay. Uh, it, but anyway, apparently it's what happens when one egg is fertilized by two sperm, and the eggs split in a the egg splits in one amniotic sac so you think you're having identical twins but you're actually having as it turns out because i did dna testing somewhere more like three-quarter identical because one's a perfectly okay boy and one's a perfectly okay girl do they look exactly alike well they look pretty much alike because in this case they shared a hundred percent of their mother's dna but not equal amounts of the father's. One of them has more of the father's DNA? Yeah. Yeah, well, it just right. was suppressed. Yeah, one had more than the other. But they each were, you know, created by their own separate sperm from the dad. Oh, he had some frisky one egg. sperm. Yeah, okay. Will you tell me about it? Yeah, man, those are, wow. Hoo-wee! Overachieving sperm there. We have a, we have a caller. Oh, that's true. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, there you are. Okay. Hi, this is Dave from Washington. Yeah. Hi, Dave. Um, impeaching Trump. There's, the process has begun because the first thing you have to do is investigate. And we've got uh, you know, judiciary, intelligence, oversight, all kinds of investigations going on. So it is in the process. But the thing is we have to get 20 Republican senators, senators to agree to remove him. 
Uh, yeah. And that and that is going to take a smoking gun and uh, you know a, the whole nine yards. And no, it's going to take a smoking happen. howitzer. I mean, it's right. A smoking gun might not even get you twenty Republican senators. Right, and, and that's a condemnation of the Republicans oh. in Congress, not you know of nothing else. So what you do then is it's, you only you need either twenty Republican senators or point zero one percent of the population. So instead of laying this information out for the Senate to judge, they're going to lay it out for the American people. The election is only right. eighteen months away. Right. It could take that long to get a trial. That's right. Uh, in the Senate, if That's they right. were to go the impeachment road. That's right. So. And if, the people, and if the people are so only, hungry, it, you know, you can know that people are so hungry to get him. But it, it, the, you're right. In terms of timeliness, I don't know that there's any difference here. And in terms of historical import, this guy, whether he's impeached and convicted or voted out of office and then gone after by every, uh, you know, every prosecutor in New York State and the state of Virginia and D.C. and ends up in jail, the outcome will be the same. He will be shamed. He will go down in history as the horror that he is. With any luck, by 1 o'clock in the afternoon on January 20th, 2021, after he's been replaced and he's out of office for an hour, he's going to be indicted. He's going to have a dozen indictments filed against him at that time. Whether or not you can indict a sitting president, we don't know, but you can certainly indict an ex-president. And the minute he's out of office, and it is going to happen someday, that minute, you know, he is going to suddenly become, you know, indicted person number whatever. Can you heck. see him? Yeah, walking out of the uh, yeah the inaug- He wouldn't even show up at the inauguration of uh, the Democrat who's going to beat him, right? Right, right. I mean, do you see and him? Then, then in handcuffs, going out the other right, side of right, uh, right. the Capitol building. <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> wow. Well, we can. That dream. would be very very cool. <laughs> And, and then, you know, all of his money is going to go to divorce lawyers because, you know, she's going to take Mama. that kid and run to Switzerland yeah. uh, and, you know, live anonymously. Uh, defense lawyers, uh, RICO violations, penalties, taxes, uh, fines. He's going to end up with nothing. But you know what? When you live in Attica, you don't really need that much. So <laughs> he should be okay. <laughs> well, from your mouth to God's, God's ear, ear, that's all I can say. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. Nice (laughs) to talk to you. Bye. (laughs) Oh, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Oh, yike. I mean, now Democrats no longer have sexual fantasies. We have these kind of fantasies. They're much more arousing. (laughs) (laughs) But we've got we've got to keep ourselves grounded in the fact that yeah, we. We, we got to win an election. Uh, yeah. And speaking of that, and I and I think and I think what's his name Buttigieg is <laughs> uh is, it is. No, I want. Yeah, you just said it with no problem. I, I can't I say his him. name. I Buttigieg. His CNN. I want. Yeah. Go ahead. No, nothing. We people are loving this the kid. CN, I watched the CNN. I happened on it with with mom. So, so uh, you we watched him and, and listened to him. Yeah, and uh, he, he, very, very smart, smart. I mean, Mother exclaimed several times, this guy's smart. But what I thought was smart is how he took all the things that people wouldn't like about him and, and turned them into uh, when, you know, leads with the fact that he is married to a man and then works into the conversation how deeply that his prime motivation it comes from his love for his spouse. You know, and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and, and, you know, making him just like, the, you know, reminding him that, that, that he's just like us. You know, he's just maybe a little better, but he's just like, he was very, very smart. Um, and, you know, didn't mind his policies either, but I was mostly impressed with his handling of himself. That said, I, and, you know, I know I'm an old lady and all that, but. I really do think that experience and a little life's experience counts for a lot. And I know he's been the mayor, and I know that he's 
been in the military and he's probably had a lot more useful life experience than a lot of the people out there. So I'm not necessarily saying this about him. I'm trying not to be ageist. But I do think living through enough stuff helps one in one's thinking process. That's all. Okay. So speaking of living through stuff, I just realized that the last time you were on, or maybe not the last, but we were uh, both giving um, Ilan uh, Omar uh, a pass on on. Her. Yeah, now now she's running out of tickets from me. She is. Uh, I'm trying. I'm really trying. But you know, if she doesn't get smart enough to let someone vet what's coming out of her mouth before she comes out, and or, or let her just talk at random for hours and say, no, you can't say that either. No, you can't say that either. No, you can't say that either. I'm beginning to get a little exasperated with her. Uh, well, she, I'm thinking she needs to, yes, also, shut up. She's a freshman congressperson. She should listen more. And get. I want them all to get the fuck off Twitter. That's another thing that Trump has done. Putting everybody right. out there on Twitter. God. So the best Twitter, the best tweeter old. wins. Is that what we're gonna get? That's right. what the best tweeter wins. Shit. Okay. I just wanted to know because I'm having the same. I haven't given up on her, but man, she. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Hmm. And I do think that you know what that um, part of it is her in you know. It, it, it's getting all wound up in her religion and her and her style of dress that enforces her religion and is in respect of her religion, and that these things have, and that there are tons of men that say the most despicable anti-Semitic things sitting in both chambers of our Congress, and they just sort of we just sort of roll our eyes and go that's a really awful guy, but they don't get what she's getting. And I do think that those two things need to be separated. Well, I don't know if there are anti-Semites all over the Congress, do you think? Well, there's a lot of men that say that, that make the same, you know, coded references uh, to, to, to Soros. Well, that's true. To, I mean, you know, I, to, to people financing stuff. To well, people, Trump. <laughs> Trump is the one who put out... Remember the pictures of Hillary with, ever a, one of them. with a Jewish star and money all over, uh, you know, in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It, and it, and goes and, and is constantly and when it goes before. Well, we don't have to talk about the number of times he said it, which is why it's so amusing when he tries to tell Jewish Democrats that Democrats are all anti-Semites. And I'm thinking to myself. Why? Because we want to go over with the Republicans, the likes of you and Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller and the neo-Nazis that you think are such nice people. Oh, yeah, I'll feel real at home in your party. Yeah, well, there again, I mean, I don't know. I can't, I just, Jesus. Okay, let's change the subject slightly. Um, Front page New York Times today, a piece that I so agree on. A new Cuomo governor there wants to uh, wants to legalize um, recreational marijuana in um, in the next term there, but it looks as if it might not even come to a vote. And the thing that is holding it up is interesting. It is people who are overwhelmingly in favor of uh, decriminalizing marijuana. It is, in fact, the, uh, the black lawmakers in, in Albany. Albany. Um, oh, yeah. But they are saying, we will not vote for this measure the way it is currently constituted. It has to have in it uh, that a big share of the $3 billion a year that someone, that people are going to pocket from legalizing uh, marijuana has got to go into black hands or into the black community. Well, you know, do you blame them? They jailed black men 
for they're decades still sitting for in jail. Stuff. So white people, they're still doing it yeah. to white people. Can, and now white people have bought up all of the futures in marijuana, and they're going to legalize it and shut black people out. They go to jail. We get rich. I think that's the way it works. That's right. the way it has worked. And there have been in all the other states that have already uh, legalized. There have not been provisions like this. And the, the New York uh, black legislators are saying, look, we, we can see what's happened in all these other states. And black people are shut out down the line. One of the reasons you get shut out is in order to get one of these, you know, extraordinarily lucrative licenses uh, to either grow the stuff or to open a shop with the stuff, you've got to have a ton of money up front. You've got to have the real estate. You've got to have the, you know, the, you have to have investors. And that is something, obviously, that a lot of black people don't have because of uh, the historical disparities in access to capital um, in, the, in this country, racial disparities. So um, I, I think this is right. It's also because the tobacco companies have been planning for this for a very long time, and they've, you know, they've sort of locked up a lot of stuff, and a few other wealthy guys. Like John fucking Boehner? Who as, like John fucking Boehner. Who, as Speaker of the House, shepherded through many a bill that put many black men and women in jail for selling little teeny bits of marijuana, and now he's gallivanting around the country telling white audiences, buy this stock, you can be investors, you can get rich off of marijuana sales. So when white people do it, it's like one smart uh, way to get rich. Black people do it, it's a way to go to jail for the rest of your lives. And I just, I mean, oh God. In Colorado alone, black entrepreneurs who wanted in once it was legalized said that they were they were essentially banned uh, from ever getting licenses. There were a million little things that, that locked them out, including that some of them had, in fact, been arrested in the past <laughs> for selling marijuana, right? Black people, right. it says here, make up just a handful of the thousands of cultivation or dispensary license holders in well, Colorado. You know, I, gotta, I, I, I have to say, if, if one of the things that has to go hand in hand with this wholesale uh, legalization of marijuana, which, by the way, needs to be done on a federal level really quickly, because at this point, all we're doing is teaching disrespect for the law. Right. And, I mean, that's really stupid. When you have a law that is, with approval, this widely... Uh, ignored, and now through state laws is officially widely ignored, you need to fix it on the federal level because it's a terrible lesson to be teaching. Okay, that's number one. Number two, any law that does this has to go hand-in-hand hand with an expunging of the records of anyone that has a marijuana-only related offense. Right. Period. Right. Right. This is obscene. I, I've been screaming about it before, but um, it, it's obscene. Um, actually, in California, some of the cities in California uh, have been trying to uh, create after the fact. I mean, they, they, California has, obviously, you know, legal recreational pot. Since that's been instituted, some cities, including Oakland, um, have instituted uh, policies. Uh, Oakland, for instance, requires at least half of all licenses to go to people with cannabis-related convictions who fall below an income threshold. So they are offering this chance to people, to the, the black dealers who did it. And I love that. I love it. I love it. 
on the federal. Yeah, I team. mean, it just you, you can't you can't be that. You you just you can't you you. It's just too obvious. You can't do that. Uh, Cory Booker um, has introduced a bill uh, to legalize uh, pot nationwide. Right. And it, right. it, some of the co-sponsors are other would-be presidential candidates. And his bill does include provisions for job investment in minority communities, which is not quite the same thing. But, uh, yeah. Well, and I don't blame them. I mean, why do we? You no more want to relegate uh, investment in the in the African American community to only drug related things. I mean, you want to just invest in the community, yeah. in all the possibilities that are open to all people, theoretically. <laughs> theoretically, being the you know the word there. Um. Oh, news, just a sec. i got to let people know that until March 30th, there's a whole bunch of restaurants in Pittsburgh that are offering a special multi-course prefix. How do you pronounce that menu? I always call it prefix, yeah. Pricks fix. Why do we do that? All of a sudden, you know, the French go nuts because of English uh, words coming into their language. And how come all of a sudden we say prefix? Why don't we just say a multi-course fixed-price menu? Why don't we do well, that? Why, there you go. You just did it. <laughs> and a bunch of restaurants are doing it, and it's all the, the and there's multiple courses, and uh, no price is over $39. So that's pretty cool. And um, if you want to know what the restaurants are, go to Taste. 30pgh.com taste30pgh.com I'll tell you that some of them are the Lamont, Majorca Paris 66 uh, Spork I'm doing the ones I know because there's a whole bunch of ones. God, there's so many restaurants I don't even know about Where are these, where are these restaurants? Jeez. Anyway, just wanted to tell you to do that Um Susan, I, we've talked about this before, but in the science section of the Times today, they um, they talk about the fact that um, our craze about cleanliness has made us all really sick and has screwed up our immune systems. And they say... That it's a good thing I'm a pig. Yeah, <coughs> and it says, it says that if you are, you know, one of these persnickety and, uh, you know, always scared of bacteria and this you know what you're doing you're creating an environment in your own body where your immune system which is there for a reason has nothing to do and that's bad because an immune system and it turns on itself sometimes that is correct so they're looking at all of these autoimmune diseases and they're thinking where they're seeing them mostly is in places that are now, you know, it, it's, first of all, richer people who are more sort of the living cleaner, I guess, place, places. Um, and I just want to tell you one of the things that one of the scientists says here. I am afraid to say it, but she said, you should pick your nose and eat it. No, please. I know. I'll pick my nose. I don't want to eat it. <laughs> no, I don't either. But it, it's a way, apparently, of introducing into your body that which we, you know, because your nose is, I, I, well. It's she filtering said, it out. So. Or, you know, if you see a kid eating dirt, you know, put a dollop of whipped cream on it for him because eating dirt is good for them. Stop with the trying to have a germ-free environment. Um, they say that we have minimized the regular interaction um, with germs, but also with friendly bacteria and parasites that now don't even, you know, we're wiping them out too. And when the immune system doesn't have enough to do, when it does perceive, oh, look, there's something over there, it overreacts often. 
And that is why more people now have allergies, more people have chronic immune system attacks, more people have problem with inflammation, skin allergies have jumped 70% in just the last 20 years, um, food and respiratory allergies rising in tandem with income level. The more the richer you are, the more you're, you might have celiac disease. Uh, well, <clears throat> have it or think you have it. <laughs> right, I'll go with that. <laughs> no, that, that the gluten-free crap. I life. mean, you know, yeah. there are more people that have the, oh. the fashionable illness of the week. Oh, I'm gluten-free. Oh, I haven't had it. Oh, fuck you. That's my reaction, too. And I know we're going to get a lot of that. You just got a oh, lot yeah, of people. Oh, I know. We're angry. all in trouble. I don't really mean it. No, 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 no. But really, I mean, I do have one friend that I can guarantee you. The second that something else blows up, she's got it. <laughs> Skin allergies have doubled or tripled in industrialized countries in the last 30 years. And it's all because we think we're so friggin' smart now, avoiding germs, that we're screwing up the immune system, which is there and has evolved to save us from those germs. Let it, let it do its work. This is a tough sell yeah, now. Yeah, I gotta say, do you do you keep hand sanitizer in your house? What's that? That's that's Rodney out at the front desk telling everyone in hearing that he has some free tickets to the Pittsburgh Opera, and uh, if they want them, come over to the front desk and get them. I do not see a major rush. Has has anyone ever told Rodney that he might be interrupting <laughs> something? You know, I bet if I did tell him, he'd stop, right? It doesn't happen often, yeah, because he doesn't have to do it between 10 and 11. Um, I have, here's, <laughs> Susan, I do the, ha I admit to doing hand sanitizers during flu season. I do. Um, when I'm out and about, um, I often, you know, like. Well, I do them. I mean, if I think I've been, you know, you know, if I'm, if I'm in New York and I, ran down the subway and I put my hand on the handrail. Yeah. Well, not in just New York. Any handrail. Any any public... Well, I, I generally don't touch handrails, but you know, I do not, and I have, I mean, I do have hand sanitizer in my house, but I have to say, I am not one of those people that just as I walk by, I put it on, first of all, my skin would fall off. Yeah, because it's, um, it's alcohol. I mean, right. it's really bad for your skin. You're just right. pouring, you're just Dipping your hands in alcohol, you know, it, it has a drying effect. Um, but, no, I've never been like that. I am just, I, 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 re, and I'm never sick, by the way. Uh... Well, I get, no, I get <laughs> little things, but I'm not, I, that's usually due to, you know, it, okay. having too much wine more than anything else. You don't get viruses. I don't. But, I don't get viruses. Right. I don't get colds. I don't get. You know. I don't get. I don't get. Okay. But in that way. But, so your immune system is still functional, and that's good. But geez, guys, you, this is a hard sell because we've been brainwashed. We've been brainwashed uh, by Madison Avenue because when you think of all the money we spend, desperately cleaning. Um, our environment and throwing uh, antibacterial agents into everything right that doesn't you know no it's a tough i you can't i mean i don't know i don't know what no really think about it and then they sell you probiotics right. to reintroduce into That's your right. system everything right. that you have systematically eliminated and by the way taking those every day is not good for you either probiotics you know just like taking vitamins isn't as good for you as eating the effing food right i agree we are a pill popping it's get all put it in a it's, madison it's all crazy. avenue right 
You're peeing out all those vitamins. You aren't even absorbing it. You're just wasting your money. You tell him, Susan. I'm no, I'm just so grumpy about this. You know, everything. Well, it, we're a you really we're a credulous crowd. We have been groomed uh, by Madison Avenue uh, to be consumers and to be well, but, scared, scared. They use fear, scared into all kinds of. Um, Yeah, like not vaccinating our kids. (laughs) So now we've had the first case of tetanus in four gazillion thousand years, and uh, and measles outbreaks everywhere. And 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 the the kid that had tetanus was in the hospital for eight weeks, cost eight hundred thousand dollars to treat, and the parents refused full inoculations. Well, there is an epidemic of stupidity. That we know. I think those folks should be locked up. Or at least sent the $800,000 bill. You are mad today, aren't you, Susan? So I am mad. I, okay. Because they tortured their kid. Somebody else is paying for it. And they're saying, and we're going to do it again. Um. The headline of Paul Krugman's... Yeah, I am mad. Okay, the headline of Paul <laughs> Krugman's uh, op-ed uh, today is The Power of Petty Personal Rage. And Uh-oh. <laughs> but he's talking, he's focusing on white man rage um, and anger, and he sees it mostly on the right. I... I think it's everywhere. I was talking about it a little bit yesterday. This, this, you know, immediate default position we all take to outrage over everything. And you know how depleting that is to do? It's not. But he does have some great... No, it's why you're supposed to forgive your murderer, because you'll be happier. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what I'd be up to that. Well, anyway, if you're murdered, you can't forgive him. Um, he quotes Eric Erickson, the uh, right-wing jerk, uh, saying this. Listen to this rage. At what point do the people tell the politicians to go to hell? At what point do they get off the couch, march down to their state legislator's house, pull him outside, and beat him to a bloody pulp? Oh, well, that takes so much energy. Yeah. <laughs> Can't I just tweet? Can't I, got, I just tweet and I rage? I got to get off the couch and pull someone out of a house and beat him to a bloody pulp. But then Krugman says, and what was he freaking out at this level of anger about? Get this. It was that dishwasher detergent doesn't work quite as well without phosphates. I'm not kidding. No, but you can now, it works just as well, well as you don't the even, cold water as it yeah. hot. Okay, <laughs> but he was, you can just imagine, he was saying, and now they're taking the very thing that cleans my dishes out because of some, what, environmental concern. I sick, go up and kill all these people, right? Um, right. And then he said, That's I okay, did, he's going to get an autoimmune disease. <laughs> <laughs> Tying this all together so neatly, aren't I? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And then he points <laughs> out that, um, oh, well, that brings us to Tucker Carlson. Oh, God, does it? Oh. You know what? Ugh. You know what? Ugh. Here's what I want to say. Yeah. And that's all I've always felt. But so they've dug up some more stuff, he said. That is totally oh, misogynistic. It's racist as hell. My God, the things he said about uh, uh, the people of Iraq. Jeez. But the idea is they're trying to get him, you know, I don't, let me see what he said. I want to get, uh, oh, first of all, he said, we're supposed to be embarrassed about being white men. We created civilization. It's a 
little bit of a narrow world view and a, un, a you know an uneducated world view. He says about Iraqis, Iraq's a crappy place filled with a bunch of you know semi-literate primitive monkeys. That's why it wasn't worth invading. They don't use toilet paper and forks. I've got zero sympathy. Well, here's what I want to say. He's, it's a shtick, right? And we're supposed to now, I'm sick of this digging around in people's pasts to find the more outrageous remarks and then taking them down. And I'd be sick of it, the fact that I'm sick of it even as it attacks a scum like Tucker Carlson. No, I agree with you. I'm sick uh, of you, it. You, well, we simply can't apply today's standards to yesterday. We can't. Well, that is true. But it, and it is a question mob of what thing, though, we let Susan. slip by. It's a mob. So they're working up. Uh, Media Matters is the one that's doing this. And they're trying to take him down. And you get the but mob on. Aren't they a conservative no, thing? No, I don't think. No, no, no. No, obviously not. I read that someplace, and I, I remember going, really? No, I don't think. This, this making rage be the be-all and end-all, that rage becomes our politics, that rage and going after people for things they say. You, if people are saying offensive things, Rather than, like in the case of Ilhan Omar, rather than going ballistic and creating a resolution, condemning what, I mean, if, you, if that's the route you want to go, you'll never do anything but, right? Because people are always right. saying and outrageous you're right. Things. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's a progressive tax-exempt nonprofit organization yeah. with the stated mission of comprehensively monitoring, analyzing, and correcting conservative misinformation in the U.S. media. So the, that isn't even their goal. I mean, this isn't. They aren't correcting anything he said. They're outing him. Yeah. And outing is always sort of unattractive. It is. I, I mean, it is. It is. I mean, I I find no one to root for in these kinds of things. I cannot stomach Tucker Carlson. I have n forever. I don't need this and dredging up crap he said. I whatever he said last night would be enough to outrage me, right? I don't need this right. to to show that he's a horrible human being. Right. We no, we can what? we can hate him concurrently. Yeah. But the point is, is that this kind of demented, and this is what Krugman says, this kind of demented anger is, is now a true significant factor in American political life, and it's not doing us any good. And so whether our side, Media Matters, is engaging in it, or the other side, I'm sick of it, guys. I can't take yeah, it anymore. Yeah, I agree. Uh. Or at least, at least they should stick to their mission, and then you don't have this icky feeling about it. It's not tattling, you know. It's it's saying no, that is not a correct statement. I don't like any mob. I don't like to be. I don't like mob. Well, a, you're living you're living in a mob time. I know. That's, I don't. The, the mob. The mob is. The internet and and that's and the internet is all about shaming now. So I mean, they'll even it's one thing to go after Tucker Carlson, but what the, we do now, shaming people behaving badly, and that's our side does this all the time. You know, a, the, a racist saying things, and then it, it goes on Twitter, and then we're asked, "Who is that person? Let's identify them and let's destroy them." That's really what happens on uh, social media now. So there's plenty well, of horrible yeah. people in the world, and I don't want, I'm sorry, I don't want to be part of the mob that's going after them. I mean, I'll, it doesn't accomplish anything. Well, right, but it's just turning us all into howling, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I can't take it. I really can't stand it anymore.
I yeah, don't. well, it's unpleasant, and then there, and the, and the problem is, is there's no, there's you know, no end of things to immediately get you angry. You know, that should rightfully get you angry, frankly. Well, what Martin I Luther King I, said is, you know, keep your eye on the prize, and well, don't. This is distraction. This is this kind of crap is distraction. No, I, I, you know, my prize is that we've got an election every two years now, and every single one of them has to count over and over and over, and we've got to quietly take this country, not quietly, we simply have to resolutely take this country back. And then we have a long slog to trying to repair some of the damage. I think some of it can't be repaired. No, some of it can't. We have we have done irreparable damage. And we have taught the rest of the world that the United States is no different than they are. And you know, one bad person at the helm can bring it down just as easily as any one of them. Hey, speaking and that of that, Susan. We only have a little bit of time left. I'm sorry. But, you know, the plane crash thing and the fact that the United States, you just said the United States is no different than they are. Well, we are in that we're not grounding. Well, well we are. We're not oh, no, grounding. We're not grounding these Boeing planes. And um, the people are, you know, no, Boeing is Would you want to get on one of those? Would you want to get on one of those? No, if you think I haven't checked to see what I'm flying out of here. Yeah. You bet I have. Well, I was listening to an interview on the way into work. It was a woman, I think she used to be with the FAA or with some kind of it, in, involved in, in air transportation. And she says the FAA essentially lets the big carriers and the manufacturers like Boeing police themselves. And so Boeing has assured the FAA that this is not a systemic problem. And that's so the FAA says, okay. Every other, pretty much, I mean, countries are saying, no, put these guys on the ground till we figure out exactly what's happening and, uh, you know, get a fix it. It, it was something um, that I can't imagine any American now who has a flight and it's one of those planes getting on it. Why would you? And m I think a ton of American Airlines has a ton of these and... Uh, I saw a list of who's got them. Americans, the biggest care in JetBlue, I think. If you're traveling yeah. on those, I would United I'm doesn't. I'm traveling on American, and you and you bet I'm checking. What I I'm would definitely I check. I don't know what I'm supposed to. Seriously, <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't get on one. Anyway, so yeah. I mean, the Brits just uh, just canceled. They said no, they won't let one of those planes fly into uh, British airspace. So I think that kind of thing well, might, might eventually mean that American and the others are going to have to ground because what are they going to do? Well, or they use them only domestically and only jeopardize people flying in, tr you know, in, in trucks on them. Right. Yeah. Right. Which means I would be flying one. <laughs> you can always see. I, the I, I think they're, they're they're great big planes, so they use those for the long haul. Well, and you're, you'll be doing one, so be careful. Yeah, make sure. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't trust our regulatory uh, apparatus anymore. It has been, uh, you know, decapitated and spayed by Republican policies. All right. I'm done now. I'm in a foul mood. All right, and you and you have you have ab absolutely professionally activated my travel anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you, dear. <laughs> I'm stuttering. <laughs> well, don't get on the damn thing if it's the wrong plane. Okay, know. we can drive our own do our damn dog home. <laughs> <laughs> drive back. Take a nice leisurely <laughs> meander across this great nation. All right. Uh, Sorry, sir. Okay. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Okay, guys, that's it. Uh, tomorrow. See you again. Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoint of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.